I'm not going to whisper because it's kind of creepy, but if USC builds it, the recruits will come. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first lesson every day. Whether you're watching the show on YouTube, wherever you're going to download your podcast, it's free. I appreciate your support. You could show your appreciation, and it will mean a lot to the show. If you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor. Become a subscriber. It's quick. It's easy. It's free. Just click that red subscriber button. When you see that thumbs up button, this means a lot. Smash it. Thumbs up. Smash it. Click the bell notification. You're covered. You will never miss one episode of Locked on USC. This episode, we're sponsored by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. USC football is its own field of dreams. Okay. But how tough is it rebuilding USC? back into a championship contender, not just a conference championship, a national title contender. Look, I'm a huge proponent of the transfer portal. I think it's, uh, I think it's great. It's a, it's a quick fix. We saw what it did uh, for USC last year. We see what it did for Washington, and they're really building off of, uh, you know, putting a new coach in, grabbing some players out of the transfer portal, and just continuing to build. Like I said, you saw last year, USC went from 4-8 and eight to 11-3 and three was their final record. This year was a big anticipation season. Everyone, you know, really wanted to build off of, you know, 2022, that 11-win season. Long story short, been going over it. That's just, it didn't materialize. It didn't happen. It's not going to happen this year. So the question is, why not? Why was why was it so beneficial in 2022 that transfer portal? But why didn't you know why didn't USC why weren't they able to build off that same formula a year later? I think it comes down to building relationships, right? Talk about that all the time. That you know relationships are what lead to a championship culture. Transfers. You know, they we know they work. <laughs> they 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 fill in some holes, but you know, each transfer they're going to have their their own different motive um, than say a recruit who you know recruits when they come in they're you know wide eyed they're young they're naive they want to learn from the team leaders and then they're eventually going you know they're going to expect to compete for a spot and become a, a leader themselves. Transfers motives might be a little bit different. You know, they they've been they've been in the game. And while there's that no I in team, yeah, I'm using finger quotes, uh, with the whole name, image, and likeness, and typically, you know, only one year to kind of prove who you are, what you're worth, what your value is, who you are. Um, most of the time they're gonna have more of that me mentality. There is an M and an E in team. We know that. Was that USC's case in 2023, this season? It's not over yet, but were there just too many transfers 
on top of the, you know, think about the 2022 transfers, you brought in more this year. <laughs> was there just too much of that where everybody's like, all right, I, I'm, I'm coming in USC and we're expected to win a championship this year? Or was just last season simply there, you know, because there was no expectations, let's just go have some fun. Was that what happened this year compared to last year? Coach Riley kind of alluded to that, um, to that dynamic on today's, on Thursday's uh, Zoom call with the media. You're watching this episode of Locked on USC. First thing, Friday, uh, every Thursday, uh, myself as well as the uh, credential media, we jump on a Zoom call with, with Lincoln to get his final thoughts from the week. And then, you know, obviously leading into the the, the weekend's game. Uh, you know, he said last year was fun, but maybe the weight of becoming a champion in year two, that might have been too much for this team. Uh, because when you haven't, and when, when you haven't really bled or sweated enough uh, with your brothers, you know, the guys in that locker room, at least long enough, uh, do you have that time to to really build that brotherhood bond, to have that trust that you know when, that Alex Wrench has alluded to? Uh, but this is kind of a, a trust thing across the board. I'm not just talking about the defense. So does that revolving door team building send you know the message that you know we can build a championship culture doing it that way? Or you know I, I guess another question is. You know, today's gener is that just how today's generation works? You know, we're going to get in, I'm going to get mine, and I'm going to get out. That type of attitude has been around, but I think NIL really kind of pushes it to the forefront. Especially the players, you know, who are transferring. Not so much with recruits. So I, I guess, you know, is USC getting their side of the trade-off? When transfers come in, they're getting the benefit of LA and the, the marketability of it. But how many people are going to remember? And I'm not, I'm not saying this is, you know, to, to stigmatize Marshawn Lloyd or to say this is a negative because that's not it. My point is, how many people are going to remember that Marshawn Lloyd played for USC, the Trojans? You know. Um, I think most anticipate this will be his only season at USC. He's going to build off of this, head on off to the NFL. Building a championship culture needs players who care about each other. Again, I'm not saying this team doesn't have that. Um, however, there has been a lot of turnover since Riley took over. We know how many players he brought in in 2022 on via the transfer portal. Not not quite as many in 2023, but still a significant number. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Lincoln Riley handles the rest of the season. They're six and two. Uh, you know, it, it's easy to coach all these star athletes that you have when you're winning, right? But now, you know, I, I think for the first time in, in Coach Riley's career, and it hasn't been very long. Uh, for the first time, uh, how is he going to be able to keep the star players' morale up? And 
keep the transfers, you know, that if any of them do have it, that how, how are you going to keep them locked into that team concept, knowing, or at least those knowing that those guys know that, you know, they came here to get to the playoffs, win a national championship. Well, that's probably not going to happen. So how does Lincoln Riley keep those guys locked in? And, and I guess that's what, you know, some of uh, some of the pundits like myself, what we're thinking about right now, this, you know, USC's recruiting is kind of stuck in neutral and they need, uh, they need help on the defensive side of the ball. And they have what appears to be a dead man walking at defensive coordinator. Still though, you've got players who are coming in for visits. You've got guys who are committed to other programs elite recruits who uh, plan on that are going to be making their trips to USC this season still makes you wonder what is USC telling these guys to keep their interest up because USC is going to build itself back into a national championship or national champion contender, I should say, but they need to start recruiting certain positions better. And specifically it's on the defensive side of the ball. You're going to need to stick around for my Friday rant in the third segment because um, I'm going to make my suggestion loud and clear how they can uh, maybe kill two birds with one stone, so to speak, right? It's now time for your Game Changer of the Week brought to you by Athletic Brewing. I know it's coming to you a little late in the week. Nevertheless, I want to remind everybody how about freshman Zachariah Branch? Remember that fourth quarter uh, punt return? Almost a touchdown that set up USC. It was a short-lived go-ahead touchdown when uh, Caleb Williams ran it in. Well, the same way athletic brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game, USC's freshman Zachariah Branch has already become a household name. In one of those games where the literally the smallest thing stands out, Branch's near punt return for a touchdown was USC's play of the game. And because athletic brewing, uh, athletic brewing's brews are non-alcoholic, you can enjoy more of them before, during, as well as after the game. Athletic brewing makes non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. You can find athletic brewing's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy them online at athleticbrewing.com. If you're a first-time customer, you can use code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing, fit for all times. Sorry for that little technical difficulty there. Trojan fans, I need you to stop stressing out trying to get tickets. Download the Game Time app with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best prices guaranteed. You literally, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're about to have. Trojan fans, the ones who are still on the bandwagon, Game Time has tickets on, they have great deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive Flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball. You want to go to a concert, comedy theater, whatever, they got them. 
The game time guarantee means you'll always find the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. 110% of the difference. You heard me right. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy them. That way you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, boom, you are done. Tickets, they, they're sent right to your phone. You're never going to have to dig through your email to find them. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download the Game, the game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. Locked On College Football Live will cover the college football playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and they're going to go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Live every Friday from 11 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You're not going to want to miss this. I mentioned on yesterday's episode of Locked On USC, I said that uh, Zachariah Branch is good. Well, he's actually really, really, really good. And he needs to touch the ball a lot more than he is during the game. He is literally, you've heard this term used before, but he is a human joystick. I don't play video games. I haven't played video games since since Atari was using an actual joystick. You remember the one that you, you grabbed it like this and it had a red button that you used it with your thumb? That's a joystick. Well, he needs to touch the ball more often. Yeah. Here's why. There's no more scheming to get into the playoffs. That's out of the picture for the most part. It, USC has a chance, but it's like slim, none. So let's just kind of reset everything, right? It's time to play football again and have fun doing it. Play free, play loose, play street ball. It's just get Zachariah the ball more. Start incorporating Deuce Robinson a little bit more. Make the opposing defensive coordinator say, they did stuff on film that we hadn't seen before. You know who I'm talking about. But I, I know the team is still playing for the conference championship, but the team isn't having fun. When Zachariah Branch touches the ball, fun happens. Good things happen. And again, without the pressure of having to get to the playoffs, and Caleb Williams chasing the Heisman Trophy for a back-to-back -back thing, that's not going to happen. I think Lincoln Riley can relax. He can take a deep breath. Well, as deep as he can since he... By the way, if you haven't heard, Coach Riley is dealing with pneumonia. So that's why he missed Monday and Tuesday's practice. I'm, here's what I'm hoping. Number one, I'm hoping that he's feeling a lot better. 
He's going to be even feeling better by the time game time arrives on Saturday. But what I'm hoping is while he was in bed getting better, he went back and looked at some of his old Oklahoma film. The games where his running backs, his running game, were putting up numbers, you know, 250 to 300 yards per game while he was still putting up some silly passing numbers. I know it can I know it can't happen every game, but that philosophy can. In those games where getting 250 yards on the ground is a challenge, you know, let's say you're playing in Utah and you've only got 100 yards by the end of the first quarter. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Um, let's say you can only get to 175 yards. That still works when you have the types of quarterbacks and wide receivers that Lincoln Riley teams usually have, right? The bar should be 200 yards per game on the ground. That should be the low bar. The Cal Bears, the Cal Berkeley Golden Bears, they give up 145 yards per game on the ground. And they really, you know, they played one prolific offense so far this season. The Huskies. Outside of that, they really haven't. Now, they give, their defense has given up some big points. They even gave up big numbers, 52 points to Oregon State. What? Oregon State does not have what many would call a prolific offense. USC's ground game this year, they're averaging 157 yards per game. That new look offensive line that USC used last week, they were road graders against Utah's defense. That Utah defense that was giving up 66 yards per game on the ground. I was kind of sarcastic a few minutes ago. USC had 100 yards by the end of the first quarter. And then they, for some reason, Lincoln Riley went away from his run game. I don't know why. I'm hoping that that new offensive line, Jonah Monheim, left tackle, Emmanuel Prignon, left guard, Justin Dedick, center, Mason Murphy, right guard, and Jarrett Kingston, right tackle, they do the exact same thing against Cal that they did against Utah. And they keep doing it. But again, that's going to be up to Coach Riley's play calling. If USC gets 200 yards on the ground, and Caleb gets 300 through the air, USC is going to roll. They're going to win this game 45 to 35. Yes, for USC, that's rolling. Remember, USC's offense puts up 45 points a game. USC's defense, we're trying to keep teams below 45 points per game. USC is favored to win this game by 10 and a half. I don't think they're going to cover, but I do think they're going to win. I think it's going to be 45 to 35. USC held on to win against Cal last year at the Coliseum. I went over that on yesterday's episode. Two years ago at Cal, USC lost 24 to 14. I think this game is going to be competitive. Don't ask me why. I'm, ho I'm hoping it's not. I think it will be. Run the ball. Give the ball to Zachariah Branch as many times as possible. Make the game fun. And I think when the team feels like they're having fun again, uh, everything will feel good again, right? Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. 
They're the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including those pros and the sharks, it's just you. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then just watch the money kind of roll on into your account. Price Picks is a skill-based, real money, daily fantasy sports game. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you want to watch, any, including college football, including college basketball, the NFL, NBA. If you're watching the World Series, go check it out. You pick two to six players, and if you will, and what they're doing is that they're going to go more than or less than their prize picks projections. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At prize picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price picks entries, you can do it in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Here's an example. Caleb Williams will have more than or less than two and a half touchdowns through the air. Marshawn Lloyd will have less than or more than 97 and a half yards rushing. USC's defense will allow less than or more than three passing touchdowns. That's it. PriceFix offers a recently improved deposit and withdrawal experience, including if you want to use Apple Pay, you're going to feel secure. Go to pricepix.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first time deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, we're at the end of the show. Almost at the end of the show. We're in the third segment. This is where I do my Friday rant. Every Friday show, I come up with something I got to just kind of pontificate about. Sometimes it's good news, sometimes it's bad news, sometimes. I just got to get stuff off my chest. I don't really have a topic. I just ramble. This time, it's kind of everything. So here we go. We know, well, I've been alluding that, I said in the last segment, that Alex Grinch is kind of dead man walking. So there's going to be some coaching turnover. And that comes with the job description. You're hired to get fired just how it goes. I'd be shocked if USC's defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, returns for 2024. So with his impending departure, it also means that some of his staff, uh, those guys are going to be moving along as well. New defensive coordinator, he's going to want to bring along his, you know, at least bring in a few guys of his own, his own position coaches with Lincoln Riley's approval. So I guess which coaches would you keep around that are on USC's existing defensive staff? I've already heard at least two that will not be back. I'm not naming them. Don't ask me to. You guys can speculate. You know where the comment section is. But what about Coach Nua? I'd love to have him back. His group up front has probably been, has probably played the best out of the three levels on defense, defensive line, linebacker, secondary. I The defensive line, rush ends, they coexist with each other. So Sean Newer, Roy Manning's group, those guys have played the best. But what are your thoughts on the recruiting? We got to take these things into consideration. 
We like what we see on the field. Are you happy with the recruiting? I, I would say the edge position has done okay. But USC needs to get bigger across the board. Here's what USC needs to do. Look, I know it's a long shot. In fact, probably a zero shot because of how his personal life was exposed down in Red Stick. I'm talking Baton Rouge. However, Coach Ed Orgeron, Coach Yaya, would be the perfect defensive coordinator for Lincoln Riley. I know everybody says, hey, go get Jim Leonard, Wisconsin's ex-defensive coordinator. He doesn't want to be an L.A. He doesn't want to be an either coast. He is a Midwest guy. I've got a pretty good source at USC. They put out feelers last year, at the end of last season. He doesn't want to be here. Eventually, he wants to get to the NFL. That's his goal. Here's why Coach Orgeron would be the perfect complement to Coach Riley. Riley's the offensive guy. We know Coach Orgeron is a defensive guy. That's all he is. We also know both are pretty super uber competitive. Both are pretty fiery guys. You watch Lincoln Riley on the sideline, you don't take nothing from nobody. He gets his point across. I think Coach Ed Orgeron is even much more so. <laughs> I've seen that dude in action. I've heard him yell from Howard Jones Field. And this is not hyperbole. I was on the other side of Heritage Hall, the other side of the track stadium. I heard Coach Orgeron getting his point across to the players on the field. So if Coach Riley's the offensive guy, he can get back to play calling and he doesn't even have to think about the defense. He doesn't have to be distracted by any way, shape, or form. Coach O does two things really, really well. I'm going to put in a third really for emphasis. He coaches defense and he recruits defensive linemen really, really, really well. Here's something else. Coach O loves USC. Despite how things turned out in the past, I know he felt kind of jilted. He thought he earned that job. I think he got the last laugh. <laughs> he went over to LSU. He won the national championship. Heck, he had former USC coaches hanging out with him on his sideline. Yeah, bring him back. And I'll, I will remind people that he said last year in an interview that he would be open to returning to, to LA and to USC. I know Coach News, uh, Coach Rick Neuheisel had his dream team and his passion bucket full of coaches, but USC doesn't need to go to that extreme. But Coach Riley and Coach Orgeron, those two together would be a lethal combination. Tell me why not. Tell me why this couldn't happen. I know why it's not going to happen, at least while the certain there are certain powers that be are in place at USC saying they have a say in the matter. Um, again, I'm aware of his personal situation, you know, that marital baggage that he had. So what? USC football does not need a choir boy or that clean boy Clay Hilton image, uh, that type of personality. 
in charge of its defense. And last time I checked, Coach Orgeron did not hurt anybody other than himself. Let me remind everybody, back in 2008, USC had one of the all-time greatest defenses in the history of college football. And they had a pretty good offense, too. Uh, in fact, that offense, it, it wasn't quite as you know good as Lincoln Riley's, scoring right now 45 points per game. But they scored 38 points per game. And that defense, uh, they only gave up nine points per game during the regular season. Nine. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. You give me USC in two years with Lincoln Riley and Coach Yaya recruiting versus the field. Please give me that. I don't know if it'll happen. But that's my Friday rant. I want it to happen. Make it happen. First things first, let's be Cal this Saturday. That needs to happen, right? Let's improve to seven and two. So when you come back and you watch your next episode of Locked on USC, which will be my post-game reaction, it'll be Mark in a good mood and not Mark lamenting about, oh, shoot. You thought I was going to say something else. USC lost three in a row. Because if that happens, you're not going to want to miss Locked On's post-game reaction. It ain't going to be pretty. But make sure you're there. I'll be back for another episode. See you sometime Saturday. Until then, everyone, you know what to do.